0: Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Meet the Creator. The two guys I am interviewing today are, if not heroes, certainly old friends of mine. And um, things they did during lockdown helped me get through and I know it helped a lot of children get through. So we'll talk about that a bit later. So we're going to be interviewing today James Mayhew and Zeb Soans about their latest book, which is called Peter the Cat's Little Book of Big Words. Hi, both of you. Lovely to see you here.
1: Lovely to be with you, Bev. Thank you for having us. Hello,
0: Bev. Hello, everyone. Thank you. We normally start with a reading from the book, and that's going to be a trifle tricky with the type of book this is. But would you be happy to read something on behalf of Peter, Zeb?
1: I would, because this is Peter the Cat's book. Peter, as those of you who follow the Gaspar Adventures will know, is a is a cat who's learned an enormous vocabulary from listening to the radio, um, mainly Radio 4. And uh, and so uh, during lockdown, uh, Peter suggested that he might like to have his own book. So really, Peter has dictated this book to me, and James has done the illustration. So I'm going to read you Peter's um, note from the porther. This is his forward to the book. Ever since I was a kitten, I have loved words, especially big ones. Why, for example, say something is big when you can say it is gargantuan? I have learned much of my superior vocabulary from listening to the radio. The word for someone who likes words is a logophile. And the word for someone like me, who likes really big words, can be found in this book. Having the perfect word for something means you can explain exactly how a thing looks, smells, or feels with just one word instead of several. There are words to describe everything. There is even just one perfect word to describe the wet, sweet, earthy smell of rain on a warm day, and you'll find that word in this book too. New words, when we hear them, are a bit like gift vouchers. If you don't use them, you'll forget them. So I encourage you to keep a little note of any big words you hear at the back of this book and to use them straight away. If you do, you'll become a philomath, which means someone just like me who likes to learn new things. Your learned friend, Peter the Cat.
0: Well, what a delight. What a delight. That, that is just made me smile so much, There, Thank you so much for that. That started up really well. For those that are watching and listening that haven't encountered the Gaspard books yet, um, and if not, guys, why not? But would you tell us a little bit about what was the inspiration behind the Gaspard stories?
1: the inspiration was quite simply a real fox in london there are thousands of foxes probably around eleven thousand foxes about 30 foxes to every square mile and i've got certainly about 12 of them living directly out of this window behind where i'm talking to you now and one evening i came home and there was the most beautiful fox i'd ever seen right outside my block of flats and it had an injured leg and um, i went upstairs and i grabbed some food and ever since then the fox continued to visit, and uh, Gaspard, as I named the fox, and I would sit together on the front doorstep and uh, watch the world go by. And friends said, this has got all the makings of a story. Uh, And so on a long train journey one day, I sketched out the very first Gaspard the fox adventure, and that's how it all began.
0: So bearing in mind, James, you were drawing an actual fox. I can imagine that was quite a big pressure but I understand there's something um, very special about the colour of Gaspard in the books.
2: Absolutely Uh, I, I like to sketch from life when I can and I do a lot of preparation for books I don't work digitally everything's drawn and created by hand so in order to keep things consistent it's really important to do lots and lots and lots of drawing uh, at the early stages and and Zeb visited me he will remember this I'm sure I was living in Baldock at the time and and the walls of the room where I worked were covered in hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of drawings of foxes Um, so it took a long while to get that fox right um, and it took a long while to get the colour right too I did go to London I did meet Gaspar um, in real life Um, foxes are very hard to draw from real life because they don't keep still every time I started drawing he moved so I would start again but the color um, you see foxes we think of them as red or orange or, 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 or something like that but actually when you see a real fox there's so many different sort of shifting colors in their fur and so I created my own mix of ink um, I like using inks. I like using coloured inks, uh, which I call Gaspar Red. And um, that's that's the colour. I keep it in a, in a pot and I know the secret recipe. And um, so whenever I need to illustrate Gaspar, I can mix up some
0: more. Well, of course, he had to be a complete individual because, you know, he has such character, doesn't he, Gaspar? But so does Peter, of course. Now, um, it has to be said in previous books, you know, Peter's been a, a side character, although he probably wouldn't agree with that, Peter. Probably wouldn't agree with that.
1: Oh, no, no, not at all.
0: (laughs) He's a very self-important cat, let's face it. Um, So why a book of words?
1: Well, really, I mean, when I was a young reader, I loved collecting words and I would jot them down. So if if I came across a word, in fact, I can remember some of the early words, such as garrulous um coveted these extraordinary words that actually felt nice to say and uh, and i would scribble them down uh just dis- then look them up discover what they meant and uh this is in the days when you actually had to get a dictionary off the shelf and and find the word uh, and then i would try and use them and that makes me sound a very precocious child but but i just wanted to use these these wonderful words that i discovered and that's the whole point of this book is it's it's not to show off. It's just to, to show children that there are perfect words to describe the minutest things. Uh, English is such a rich language. So it's a celebration of that. And when I talk to children in schools, I say having language is like a it's like a secret weapon. It's like it makes you a superhero because having the perfect word for something is, is really an extraordinary thing. You know, it, it arms you in life. So I hope the teachers will use this book as well. I mean, they could pick a word a day, put it up and, and discuss it and then try, you know, have fun seeing how many times they can all slip it into conversation.
0: OK, well, we we touched on this when we were talking before the interview. And and I am going to be that horrible person that asks you, what is your favourite word from the book? Uh, I personally have decided I, I look after my three-year-old granddaughter for a day once a week. And, and she, uh, let's just say she certainly has some attitude. So um, I think for me, it would have to be conniption.
1: <laughs> now see that that's a word that really is a delight to say um and and that word actually features in Gaspar's Christmas uh and finty the cat uses it um for the first time finty has the big word and of course that really irritates Peter uh, my favorite word from the book is petrichor because i love what it is so much and petrichor is that wonderful smell as peter describes in the foreword of When it's been a warm day and it rains and it's an oily, earthy smell. Um, I remember getting off a plane in Africa and it had been raining. And of course, the ground had been so hot. And it was one of those planes where the steps go straight down onto the runway. So the tarmac was wet and it hit me like a wall, the smell of petrichor. Um, So that's my favourite word from the book. But one of my my favourite words in English is mollusk. Because again, it just feels so wonderful to say. James, what's your favourite word?
2: Oh, it's so hard to choose one, Zeb. I mean, uh, uh, it's it's full of great words, and I think um, before I choose mine, I think it's worth just saying that all the the Gaspar books, um, Gaspar the Fox books, do use big words, and I know it's something that we've talked about, and we feel very strongly that that um, children should introduced to new vocabulary and and enjoy discovering the meaning behind words so we've never shied away well you've never shied away as the author from using interesting inspiring words in the books um, i think probably my favorite is um i think it might be gallivanting um, it's a tough call but i just i just love that or discombobulated that's such a lovely word too isn't it but i
1: just
2: i just love the idea of um you know it's always been used as a negative thing i can remember my grandmother saying oh well of course they've been gallivanting all week and um and 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 it means running away and doing all sorts of things that probably you shouldn't be doing and misbehaving at least that's how i interpreted it as a child it always seemed like a very um rich and slightly naughty thing to be doing gallivanting so yes i'm going to choose that
0: it, it does sound an exciting word, doesn't no. it? I, I, Funny what you said about, Zeb, about writing down words when you were younger. And I guess that's where the idea came from the pages at the back of the book, which I thought were fantastic, um, because there are a couple of pages at the back for children to write big words as they come across them, aren't there?
1: Yes. Yeah. And and that was entirely drawn from my childhood, of, as I said, you know, scribbling down little words, but actually to kind of, you know, to give a space for children to do that.
0: And also what I also noticed, which I thought was delightful, and I understand why, because, of course, in the back when we've got um, some, some nice words about yourself, James, we've got your biography in the back. And, of course, you're not there, are you, Seb, because you didn't write it.
1: No, I didn't. I just I sat down with Peter the cat over several sardine sandwiches and sauces of Jersey milk because he is a very refined cat and uh, and laboriously took down. I mean, we had far too many words to include in in this picture book. Um, but yes, I took dictation from Peter. So that's why Peter has a biography in the back of the book and, and I don't.
0: He does indeed. Am I allowed to ask what you're working on next? Are there more Gaspard adventures coming or more Peter adventures coming? Actually,
1: there are always more Gaspard adventures. And yes, there, there is another Gaspard story. Um, and uh, uh, I'd always had 10 in my head and we're at... We're at book four in Gaspard. The Peter the Cat book is is, is, I don't call that book five because it's a spin-off. So, yes, there are more Gaspard adventures. Um, But uh, but James and I have been extremely busy and particularly with the Gaspard concerts. That's kept us very busy this year. And James and I will be performing on stage together, which is a real rare treat for us. Um, In Belfast next March, we'll be performing Gaspard's Foxtrot. So you can find the details for that on the website that's on our first visit together to ireland with any of the books
0: well you are both so multi-talented um i i had a little chat last month james with jackie morris and uh i i was asking her about mrs noah because she is one of my my favorites i do love the mrs noah books And she kind of told me that there is probably going to be another one. So I was very chuffed about that um, because I do love Mrs. Noah. I think she's a fantastic character. So with your own books, which characters are most beloved to you, James? And that's a really difficult question. It's like asking your favourite child, isn't it?
2: (laughs) Yes, uh, it is actually. <laughs> it's a very difficult question. Um, I think I like different books for different reasons because I use different techniques, illustrative techniques for, for many of them. For Mrs. Noah, I use a, a collage technique um, involving lots of printmaking. It's, it's much more experimental and uh, and I really like doing that, but it only suits certain things. So uh, I love Mrs. Noah for that and I love the way Jackie writes. It's very lyrical and poetic and uh, and really that's the why I developed this new way of working because I felt my other work just didn't quite match her words. Um, What I love about Gaspar, apart from the characters, is the fact that it's set in a real place, because most of my books have an element of fantasy or, um, you know, they're they're quite sort of imaginative or set in faraway, made up places. Uh, And Gaspar the Fox isn't. Gaspar's set very firmly in Islington, um, North London. So uh, it was really interesting for me to go there. And I had a wonderful day with Zeb we've had several wonderful days actually haven't we Zeb um, t- touring around the area taking buses looking at the landmarks me sketching and taking photographs and doing all that reportage work that's necessary when you're illustrating books that in a real place so um, I love the Gaspar books for that reason because they have a, a completely different feel to them um obviously I'm very fond of the Gaspar characters um because I think they're just as Zeb has said so much about kindness which i think is so important um nowadays well always um but um beyond that um i i think uh, i'm obviously i'm fond of katie and ella bella but they do rather seem like ancient history now mm. um, that's a part of my life that's so long ago um the first katie book was published 35 years ago it's incredible to think about that so um so yeah i think um gaspar and mrs noah i would say are the ones that are sort of current and exciting for me
1: this book was kind of um percolating in my head during Uh, During lockdown, and uh, there's a quite a spooky story behind it because the book is dedicated respectfully to Hiram Cod. Now, uh, it's thought that Hiram Cod is the origin of the words codswallop because he invented that little glass bottle with a marble in the top to keep fizzy drinks, uh, to keep the fizz in fizzy drinks. It was originally for sparkling mineral water. And, uh, and I was sitting on the train going to meet a friend during lockdown when you could meet somebody for a walk. And we'd arranged to meet in the Brompton Cemetery, where I'd never been before. And uh, on the train, I was talking via text to another friend. And I said, oh, I'm working on this idea for a book at the moment, Peter the Cat's a Little Book of Big Words and trying to come up with big words like Codswallop. And I plucked that word completely out of the air. And he said to me, oh, I think there's an interesting origin behind that. So I Googled it and it said, thought to be named after Hiram Codd, the inventor of this particular bottle. That's all I knew about him. And then I got off the train, uh, walked into the Brompton Cemetery, arranged to meet my friend at this particular bench we'd arrange to meet at. And there behind him was Hiram Codd's tomb. And there are over 200,000 people buried in that cemetery. And Hiram Cod could have been buried in anywhere in the world as far as I was concerned. So it completely stopped me in my tracks. And I thought, well, I've got to dedicate the book to him. It's the most extraordinary coincidence mm-hmm. of my life. So uh, that is why the book is dedicated to Hiram Cod.
0: Well, if that wasn't a sign that it needed to be written... And I don't know what is. Well, it has been an absolute delight, as always, talking to both of you. And um I can't recommend the Gaspard series and also Peter sorry, Peter's book. I must stop talking about Gaspar because this is about peter um for any of you that are looking to buy books for young children for christmas it would be the ideal present um, so it's been really lovely talking to you both and i do hope you get some time to have a nice rest after all of your christmas events
1: thank you bev it's been lovely to talk to you
2: thank you very much and uh, happy christmas everyone mm-hmm.